Mesechus Chagiga, Davchav Zayin, six lines on the top of Davchav Vavim Beis, at the start of Gemara. Yesterday in the Mishnah we saw that after Yontiv, they would go and be Matara, all the Kalim in the base of Mikdash, because the Amiratim, that would go and touch all different Kalim, and Amiratim, even though they're considered Chaverim during Yontiv, and therefore they're not Metameyet during Yontiv, however, after Yontiv, it goes Lamafreya and becomes Yontiv. And the Mishnah stated that they would tell the Kahanim or Amiratim that although we're going to allow you to go around the base of Mikdash and touch whatever you want, during Yadav. However, make sure not to touch the Shulchan because the Shulchan is something that has to stay in this place and it can't be removed because we know the Lechem Panam has to be on the Shulchan Tamid and has to be there constantly and therefore there would be no ability for us to go and be retired. So we warned Amratim not to touch the Shulchan at all even during Yadav. And the Gemara begins, Tanav, we learned in Brisa that they told the Amratim that Wakanam is Zaru, be careful, Shematug B'Shulchan, that you should make sure not to touch the Shulchan over Menorah and not to touch Menorah either. So although our Mishnah stated that the only thing that they warned the Kayhanim who are Amaratim is not to touch the Shulchan, this price states that they warned the Amarats not to touch the Shulchan and not to touch Menorah. And the Gemara now is, V'tanah didan, my time in Loitani Menorah, why did our Tana not say that they should warn the Amarats not to touch Menorah? And that Gemara answers, Shulchan Ksibay Tamid, because by the Shulchan it says that it has to be in front of a Kodesh Baruch Hu Tamid, it has to be constantly, and therefore they didn't have an ability to move the Shulchan and go and be retired and put it to a mikvah. However, Menorah likes it, but Tamid, by the Menorah, it doesn't say Tamid, and therefore they were able to go and be Matarid. Now Rashi points out, of course, by the Menorah, it says Tamid many times. However, that Tamid doesn't mean it has to be constantly in front of Akash Baruch, it just means it has to be consistently lit in front of Akash Baruch the entire night. However, during the day, when the lights would go out, there was no din that they had to actually be on the entire day for a 24 hour period. And Rashi says, but when it says the Lush and Tamid, that says by Nikshokhan, Tamid Yom Vilailu, it means that it has to be constantly on the Shulchan day and night to Mishabbos Shabbos who Aruch love because it was set up on the Shulchan from week to week from Shabbos to the next Shabbos and it never was removed from that space and therefore it was impossible to go and be retired the Shulchan now the Gemara is on this Brisa V'idach according to the Brisa why does it say that they warned the Amaris not to touch Menorah and the Gemara answers since this has been a game of Menorah that the place that you set up the Menorah is right next to the Shulchan therefore it's as if it says that any time that the shulchan is there, the menorah has to be there, and therefore, since the shulchan has to be there constantly, the menorah also has to stay there constantly. The Gemara says, by Edoch, and the other Madama, our Mishnah holds, it's only telling you the place where the menorah should stand, it should be right next to the shulchan, but it's not telling us that it actually has a time that has to be there all the time when the shulchan is there. Now, the Gemara is, since we just said that the shulchan had to stay in that spot and had to always be there because it had to be there, Tamid, so why would they have to warn the Amaritz not to touch the shulchan? Even the Amaritz would go and touch the Shulchan, the Shulchan would not become Tameh because, as the Gemara says, the Tepik the Kli'etza Asalan Achasu, that this Kli'etza, which is the Shulchan, is something which is made to be stationary. That any Kli'etza, which is made to be stationary, is not Metameh. And my time on what is the reason that the din is that Kli'etza Asalan Achas is not going to be Metameh and doesn't become Tameh because Dumi the Sakpinan, because the Torah says, Kal Shiyipa Lav Mehem Ben Maisam Yitma, Mikal Kli'etza, I beg it, I are, I suck. And therefore, we compare a cleat and a beggar and an R to a sack. And we learn now two different dinim from this din. Mas sack, mentatum olivrekum, just like a sack, is something that could be carried when it's full or when it's empty. Afkal, mentatum olivrekum. Also, anything that has a din of tumor has to be something that can be carried when it's full or when it's empty. And therefore, number one, since the menorah is something which is not moved and it's stationary, therefore, there's no din of tumor. And number two, if someone has a cleat, which is maxik mem saw belach, shehin kurayim which could hold a volume of 40 saw of wet 
with liquid or something which could hold two core of Yavesh, even though that's metatal rakon that could be carried when it's empty, it's still not metatal mole because if you pick it up, it would actually break and the din would also be that there is no din of tumor and it can't be makabal tumor. And the Gemara answers that the Chum had to warn the Kayan who was Amaritz not to go and touch the Shulchan because Hainami metatal mole of rakamu because the Shulchan was actually something which was not stationary and the Shulchan was actually an item that used to be moved. And how do we see this? Kiddush just like Rishlakish taught us, Dami Shlakish, my Siv, what does it mean when the Pasuk says, Allah Shulchan Atar? So it's Mashma and Shulchan had Taira, Mechlal, so it's also Mashma, Shu Tami, it's possible for the Shulchan to become Tami. And Rishlakish asked, my, how can you say that the Shulchan become Tami? But he asked the same question we had before, Lachayr, the Shulchan is a Kli Eitz, Ha'asal and Achasu, Ve'en and Makabal Tumor. And Rishlakish therefore says, El Malami, it must be the Pasuk that teaches us, Shemagbina, I say, that they used to lift up the Shulchan, Umarim Boyla El Regalim, and they used to show the Shulchan to the El Regalim. Some say they would actually leave it in the Kaidish and they would just show the El Regalim through the Parechas and through the doors of the Kaidish. However, others say that they actually used to take it into the Ezus Nashim and they would show them the Lechman Padim, Va'im Lahem, and they would say to Klaiso, Ruchi Baskam of Makam, you should see how beloved you are in front of Akkadish Baruchu. And this is one of the Simanim because Siluka Kisidurai, that the Lechman Padim were fresh and they were warm on Shabbos when they took off the Lechman Padim and they replaced it with the new Lechman Padim exactly as fresh and as warm as they were on the Shabbos beforehand. There was a great nest that happened by Lechem Panim, Kisidur Kachsalukai, Shinem, as it says in the Pasuk Shmuel, Lasum Lechem Chaim, Biyemi Lachai. Now, the Pasuk Shadi, that Pasuk means that the Kahanim would place a new, fresh, hot bread onto the Shulchan on the day that they took off the old bread, which was still fresh, but it wasn't necessarily hot. However, the Gemara Dashing, as Rashi says, Sheikham Biyemi Lachaim Ala Shulchan, that even on the day that they took it off of the Shulchan, on the next Shabbos, it was still warm. But Ayin Taisis, they Learns our Gemara differently than Rashi, and the Gemara now is tell the what's Rish Lakish is right for the pasuk Al Shulchan Torah, and we have a diak mechlal shutame that it must be the Shulchan was lifted up in front of Eilu Galim because otherwise it wouldn't be tame because it was a kli eitz asal nachas. But maybe maybe the reason why the Shulchan is considered tame is not because they lifted it up in front of the Eilu Galim, but in a chenami it was always stationary, and even so it was possible for it to become tame. Was the only time we have a din that a kli that's asal nachas. It has a din that it can't become tummy is only something that's dummy the sack that's in that pasuk. So, for example, eights or beged or ur has that din. However, benigaya a metal keli, there is no din that it can't be stationary. Since we know the shulchan was plated with gold, therefore it's considered a klimateches, and maybe that's why it was makabel even though it was mamish stationary, it was never lifted up in front of the ilugalim. The gemara continues that how do we know that when you have an item that's made out of two different materials, that's made out of wood as well as gold, that we go based on the gold coating and not based on the underlying wood. That's not because we learned to the Mishnah, HaShulchan Vadovki when you had a table or some sort of a chair and these chairs were made of wood and they used to be coated and they were painted with leather. And then the usable area of this table, for example, got smaller or they covered it up with marble and we know that if you have an actual clea that breaks, the din is that it's not a clea anymore and therefore it would not be Makabal Tumah. The same thing, if a clea would be covered with marble, the din is that that that's not a kli that could become makabal because the kli even is not makabal But the case was But lemaisa there was left over an area that they could place kaisis on the wood that was not covered by marble or that was not broken. So the din is that it's tummy, and this table is still considered a valid table, and it's not considered a table that's covered with marble or a broken table. Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Huda says it's not considered enough area if it just could hold kaisis, but it actually has to hold pieces of meat, and you have to have a larger area. But the point is, both the feet of Tanakama 
if you get to a certain point where the marble covers a lot of this area, we would go based on the coating and we would say that it's not considered a clea, that's Mikabal Tumor. And as Rashi points out, that if we see over here that we go Lakula when you have a coating, then certainly we would go Lakhumra and we would say that when we have a coating of Zav, that it's considered that we go based on the Zav and therefore it should be Mikabal Tumor. Uh, that the Gemara says, maybe you're going to say, Shani maybe the Atishita that was in the base of Mikdash was such Chashav wood and Veloy Batli and it's not going to be bottle even to the gold that coated it. So the Gemara says, Honey that's very good according to Rish Lakish to Amr. He says, that the only sign we've said this, that there is actually a bittle, is only when you have a cheaper type of a wood that comes from Medina Siyam. And then when you coat it, we look at the coating. But by this clean, which is much more chashiv, then it's not considered bottle. So Shapir comes out very good that we're actually going to say the same thing over here, that in the base of Migdash, the actual clean was not bottle because the Atishita was such chashiv wood that even though it was coated with gold, we don't look at the Zod that coated it, and therefore was still considered a Kli'etz, and a Kli'etz, that's Asal Anachas, is not going to be Tami, and therefore must be, like Reish Lakish said, that the only reason why it was able to be Mechabal was because they used to lift it up in front of the Eilu Regalim. Elul Rabbi Echelen, but according to Rabbi Echelen, Reish Lakish, the Amen, he says, that even we had a Kli, we had Chash of a wood, it's still considered bottle to the coating. So Ma'ik Lamema, what would you say, even though it has Achishitim, which is Chashav, but still, since it has gold plating, we see Lefira Bechran that we consider it a Klimatechas, and since it's a Klimatechas, it's not Iskish to a sack, and once it's not compared to a sack, so we say that it's going to become Tommy, even though it's a Kli, and therefore, Rish Lakish doesn't have a proof that they used to lift up the Shulchan in front of the Eregolim, and that's why it was not considered a Kli Aslanachas, because maybe Enchanami was a Kli Aslanachas, and still it's Mikabal Tumor because it was a Klimatechas. And the Gemara now tries to respond to this question and says, and maybe you'll say, Rabbi Echelen said that we look at a plating as if it's the Iker and therefore it becomes like a Klimatechas. That was only when the actual coating and the plating was actually put onto the item very well and it was attached, for example, with nails. However, since it wasn't attached with nails and it was just slipped onto the Shulchan, maybe over there, we're not going to say that the gold plating takes over and becomes the Iker of the Kli and it doesn't have a din of a Klimatechas, it would still be considered a Kli and that's why Rishlaka says it must be by the fact that it's tummy, it must be they used to lift it up in front of Klausol while they were ill regal. The Gemara says this is also not a valid response because Habay Mine Rishlaka actually asked this question for Rabbi Do we say that this din only applies by a Tzipa Oymid or even by a Tzipa Sheini Oymid? And do we say that the plating has to cover over its edge or do we say that even if it doesn't cover over its edge, it's still considered enough of a plating and it's going to be battle the Shem of a Kli and it's going to be considered a Kli Matechas. The Amalei and Rabbi Echelen said, And Rabbi Echelen stated that in all cases, as long as there's gold plating, we look at the gold plating as the Ikah, and it becomes a Kli Matechas. So once again, we're back to the original question, that how is it possible Rish Lakish brings Uriah, that since the Pasuk says that the Shulchan was Tameh, it must be that they used to pick it up in front of the Eilu because otherwise, why would the Shulchan be Tameh if it's a Kli and it's Asal Anachas, and the Teretz is because Enechanami, it's not considered a Kliyetz, it's considered a Klimatechas because of the gold plating, as we just learned from a Bechon. El Gemara says, Shani Shulchan, Rechmona Kari Eitz, Enechanami, the Shulchan had gold plating, but since the Torah calls it a Kliyetz, therefore it has a din of a Kliyetz, and the din would be that if it's a Kli, Asal Anachas, it would not be Tameh, and the only reason why it's considered Tameh, as the Pasuk says, Al Shulchan 
Atar, Mechlav Shutame, is only because they used to pick it up in front of the Regalim. And the Gemara continues that the Chav Zayin Amalav, as the Pasuk says in Cheskel, when discussing the Binyan Bayis Hashlishi, the Pasuk says, Hamizbech, Eid, Shosh, Amas, Gavoya, Varorka, Shtayim, Amas, Umiktsois of Loi, Varorka, Vikirais of Eid, Vaidabe, Lies, Zashokhal, Hashel of Nehashem, that the Mizbech was made of wood, it was three Amas high, and it was two Amas long, and its corners and its length and walls were of wood. And Yecheskel says that the Malach told me that this is the Shulchan that's in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And therefore we see from this passage that even though, of course, the Shulchan was made out of wood and it was coated with gold, the Shulchan was not considered a Kli Mateches and it was still considered a Kli Eitz because the Torah specifies that it's called a Kli Eitz. Gemara just now is on the passage itself, passage of Mizbech, the passage starts talking about Mizbech, the sign of Shulchan, and then it ends off by discussing the Shulchan. And that the Gemara says, Rebbech and Rebbech and Rebbech both say, during the time of the base Midrash, that the Mizbech was Mechap on people. However, Achshad nowadays, Shulchan is Shulchan Mechap on that the Shulchan of a person is Mechap on him. And Rashi says, because of his Achnas Zachim that he does on his Shulchan, and Taisus says a similar idea in the top Taisus on Chavzayin and Menalv. And the Gemara continues, quote from the Mishnah, however, really the Gemara is going to be going on the last clause of the Mishnah that says, that all Kalim that were in the Midrash needed Tfilah after the Shalash Rugalim. And the Gemara explains, as we explained when we learned the Mishnah, Mizbech and the Chayshis, how do we know Mizbech and the Chayshis is not Mechabal Tumah the Chassid, because it says the Pasuk, Mizbech Adama Tasli. So we see that the Mizbech was filled with Adama, and it's considered part of the earth, and of course, Kaka is not Mechabal Tumah, and Mizbech Hazar the Chassid, because the Pasuk says, I'm a Nerva Mizbechais, Iskish Mizbechais, Zelazer, and therefore we have a Hekish of the Mizbechas to each other. And just like the Mizbech and the Chayshis, which is also called the Mizbech Adama, and which is also called the Mizbech Achitain is not Mechabal also the Mizbech Hazav, although it's a gold kli, and the Chayyot should be Mechabal it's not either Mechabal And the Gemara continues and quotes from the Mishnah, the Chamim, the Chamim say, Mepeshim, Mitzupim, now it's Mashmur from the Mishnah, the Chamim going back in Rabbi Lezah, and although Rabbi Lezah says that the reason why the Mizbech Adama and the Mizbech Hazav is not Mechabal is because the Kaka, the Chamim say, the reason why it's not Mechabal is because they're coated with metal, and therefore they're Kli Batechas. But the Gemara is, Adarab, that's not a reason why it should not be but given the Mitzvah the new, since they're plated, that's the reason why they should be Tommy. And the Gemara answers, the actually argue on Rebbe and they say that the Mizbech Hazav, Mizbech Adama, actually could be Mechabal because they're coated, and since they're gold plated and copper plated, therefore it then is that they're clean Mateches and they're Mechabal And the Gemara now gives another turret and another explanation of the Rabbana of the Mishnah, or you could say, Rabbana and Rabbana actually responded to Rabbana himself, and they say, my What's your svar that you don't have to bring a pasuk to show that the mizbech nechayish and the mizbech hazav are not mekabel tumah? And you brought a pasuk to show the mizbech adama tasseli. Man, the reason why you have to have a pasuk to show it because you may think that they actually is mekabel tumah mishum the mitzupin because the mizbech hazav and the mizbech nechayish is plated, and therefore you may think that since it's considered a klimateches, it's mekabel tumah, and that's why you need a pasuk. But mit the button sipuring gabayu, we know that the sipuring that's on them is bottle because we know the Torah says. That is considered a Kli and therefore it's not a Makabal because they're stationary and they're not going to be Metalta Malvarekon. And therefore, the Rabbana Saint Rabbeleza, Lachari, you don't need any Pusik to teach us that they're not Makabal it's Pasha to not Makabal And the Gemara continues, Amr Avo, Amr Rabbeleza, Avo states in the name of Rabbeleza, Tamid Chum, Ain Arshad Gehenim Shalatz Ben, that Tamid Chum do not have the five Gehenim that could be Shail in them. Kavachim is Samandria, and this is a Kavachim from a Bria called the Samandria. Rash says, What is this Bria? Chayad, it's a type of a Chayah, and if race, that's created from fire. Because you burn an ish, but makam echad shavishanim tamid bli 
hafsik. When you light a fire and it's burning continuously for seven years without a hafsik, it creates this animal called the samadrio. And the Gemara says, what's the kavachim from the samadrio? Mal samadrio should have told us ishi. Just like this bria that's called the samadrio, it's actually created from fire. Hasach midama in our shalatzbah. And we know that if someone takes from its blood and you spare it on your skin, fire will not be able to be shaylet. So certainly a Talmud Chacham should call Gufin Eish, a Talmud Chacham that the entire bodies are consumed with fire. It says in that so are my words like fire, so says Hashem. And therefore, when a person learns Torah, it's considered like his fire is inside of him and it's burning inside Talmud Chacham. Halachas Kamakamo, certainly Eish cannot be shaylet on Talmud Chacham. Now, although Rabbi Vo in the name of Rabbi only said that Talmud Chacham doesn't have the ability for the Arsh Kahim to be shaylet on him, but Amish Lakshmi says even further, ain't Arshel Ganem Shalethes but Paishi Yisrael. That even those of Klai Yisrael that do have errors, the Arv Ganem do not have Shlita on them. Kavachayim Mizbechazov, and we have a Kavachayim from the Mizbechazov. Ma Mizbechazov, she ain't a level Kavidina Zov. That just like we find by the Mizbechazov, that it only has the thickness of the size of a Dina Zov on the plating of the wood. Kamashanim ain't Arshelets, but for many years that the base of Migdash stood, the fire was not able to be shut on it. And as Rashi says, Dovamur, it was only a small amount of gold, like Chasa Zahava, the Nasa Beinase, and it didn't lose out the gold because there was a nace that happened to the Mizbech Hazav. So therefore, Paish Yisrael, Shemalei Mitzvah's Karimah, then certainly the same applied to the people of Klai that do Averis, that even though they do Averis, they still have many mitzvahs, just like the amount of seeds in the Rimah, the Sivit, says in the Pasuk, Kepelech HaRimah, and we learn in this Pasuk that Klai Yisrael is considered like a Rimah, that even the empty ones are like a Rimah, then certainly the Aragohanim will not be shown on them. And Ayin and Taisidei points out that the Paishi Yisrael that we're referring to is not Paishi Yisrael Begufan because the Gemara Rosh Hashanah says that a person that Paishi Yisrael Begufan Gehenim Kolov Heim Einen Kolom Ayin Taisis as he says that Avraham Avinu would pull people out of Gehenim if they're not a Paishi Yisrael Begufan as long as they're just a Paishi Ksas and that's what the Gemara means over here and we will stop over here.